Look, man, let me just tell you right now. All this playoffs and will they make out? That's done. They in. They're in. They're going to make it. It's a damn fact to me at this point. Barring injury or anything like that, they're in. The playoff drop ends, and I'm not even talking playing. They're making the playoffs, Damian. It's happening. There's a couple of things that kind of had me so locked into this over the weekend, mm-hmm. right? I think Will Z, I wish I, this could be a professional here and actually have the tweet in front of me, but the reason, one of the reasons why I know is because the Sacramento Kings official IG picked up the tweet and, and, and talked about what it was. But it, it got to the point of, Somebody should really be paying Wilson to do this, by the way. <laughs> it got to the uh, – it was it was talking about the point that the Kings have scored, I think, 130-plus in five straight games. Mm-hmm. And nobody in the NBA – in the NBA has done that since I think it was 1988. I believe it was Denver. Denver in 88. And Will Z used the, the term. He said, we're, we're, we're literally witnessing historical production. Mm-hmm. From the Sacramento Kings right now, like not just oh man they're good like that's a it's a good offense like no this is something we haven't seen in the league in 25 years, right? So it had me thinking a little bit more, and I went back and I did my own little re, uh, Will Z research. Oh my, okay. And the Kings are averaging 120 points per game. That's the best in the NBA. I look back in the last 10 seasons of teams that. Led the league in scoring. They've all made the playoffs. They've all made the playoffs. Now, some of this is a little um, a little wonky as I went through it because there's some that I just kind of, when you go through it, I feel like you got to throw out because one, two, three, four of these times it was the Warriors, right? And okay. I, I like the Kings. They don't have Steph, Katie, and Clay, right? So that's – that's just a different ball game. Yeah, we got Domas, De'Aaron, and Kayvon. Oh, there's that. Oh, there, there's that. There's that. Um, the three years before last year was the Bucks, right? The other thing that separated those Bucks and Warriors teams, where they were almost at the top of defense, and and what I did was points per game, and when I talked about defense, I talked about points allowed per game, and then I looked at opponent field goal percentage. That's I didn't do per one hundred rating. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting into all mm-hmm. that. Um, and those Bucks and Warriors teams, they were like top of the league in opponent field goal percentage. So that's not who the Kings are. But you look at the Timberwolves from last year; they averaged 115.9 points per game. They were 24th in opponents' points per game, but they were uh, they were 16th in the league in opponent field goal percentage. So middle of the pack. I went back even further, and it's kind of hard like doing this now, especially when I see these numbers, because it's clear the game is different. Mm-hmm. But before the Warriors, 13-14, it was the Clippers. The Clippers led the, they led the league in scoring at 107.9 points per game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's a trip. That's a trip to see that. Times have changed. <laughs> but they led the league in scoring in that. Um, but they were fifth in the league in opponent field goal percentage. Um, well, forty the opponent shot forty four percent. The year before that, that tenth year, it was the Nuggets. They averaged one hundred and six points per game uh, for the season. That led the league, and they were twentieth in opponent field goal percentage. Right now, the Kings are 
I got this right, 27th in the league. Teams are shooting 49% on the Kings this year. That's, Against the Kings. Yeah, okay. that's that's got to be better. Well, they're at 24th, 5th ranked defense. 24th. So like, yeah, well, I mean, the ranking is whatever. But 24th in uh, opponents' points per game okay. is where they're at. Um, but all these teams, they all made the playoffs. Obviously, when the Clippers and the Nuggets played, they there wasn't a play-in situation. But the Clippers won a series. They lost that year in the semis. Um, the Nuggets lost in the first round to the Warriors. And the Timberwolves lost in the first round last year. They had opportunities to win that series last year, too, against Memphis. But they all got in there. I didn't go back further 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 years. You lead the league in scoring. I know a lot of people can complain. You don't play no defense, all this other stuff. You lead the league in scoring. And you're putting up a number like 120 points per night. Just the way the, the season works out, you're not going to always get people super focused on you. You're going to be able to keep that up. You're going to make the playoffs. And I think the Sacramento Kings, they're not making the play-in. They're making the playoffs. They're going to be in a, in a series. They're staying in the top six. I'm with you. I'm absolutely with you. Staying in my TED Talk. Yeah, I think part of the reason for that is what we talked about a minute ago with the contributions that you're getting from guys like Davion Mitchell. We saw Terrence Davis struggle a little bit in that first game against Houston and then step right up in, in, in the second game on Friday night and play fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went back to the second unit against uh, San Antonio over the weekend. Didn't get quite as much you know, burn, mm-hmm. um, but overall I, I, he certainly made the most of his time uh, in the starting lineup with, with Kevin Herter out. And I, and I think when you have a bench that you can rely on and it feels like I think it's a little too early given that this bench just went through some hiccups in, in very, very, very recent games. Mm-hmm. It's a little too early to kind of put a stamp on how reliable they are. But I feel really confident when the second unit is out there. I agree. Um, there have been times this year where Doma sits and it's like, oh, dear God, is this still a professional basketball team? <laughs> There have been times where uh, De'Aaron would be out, and it's like, yo, who's going to play make? Like, what is happening with this group right now? Mm-hmm. It feels like a lot of that has has settled down, man, and it's hard to not go back to uh, just a couple of weeks. Shoot, you know, we're, we're, we're gearing up for the Lakers on Wednesday. I think a lot changed after the Lakers' loss at the Golden 1 Center. Yeah. I think that was a, a really frustrating loss for the team in, in terms of the fact they gave up 136 – they scored 134 points and lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the one game in this streak where they've scored 130-plus and have lost. It was at a sold-out Golden 1 Center on a Friday night. They knew Trista Crick was here. <laughs> uh, and, and, and it felt like that was – it felt like that loss and some of the performances coming out of it was a turning point for them. Yeah. I, I mean, and I also feel like particularly the the, the bench. Yeah, uh, and and that that was, I kind of been. More, I'm not saying I'm the reason for it. I'm just thinking about my mindset. So you are. Well, thank you. But that's when I I went public with it. I went. I tweeted. I said, "Yo, Mike Brown got a he got to fix his bench situation. He up here, he worrying about I'm not gonna play this guy if they don't do this. Get back to like I've been saying for what I've been calling. Get back to your superpower, mm-hmm. and it is." I know I want them to play defense too, but it's your offensive strength in numbers. The offensive pressure that you put on teams in the regular season is your superpower. And for whatever the reason was, I don't know if it was because he had an epiphany or 
The other oh, my. Can good. you imagine? Oh, if Mike Brown starts a press conference with, I had an epiphany. I had an epiphany while I was uh, looking at the chatty house the other day. Oh, man. <laughs> Be an all-timer. But um, that's when he went back to Metu. And he was like, Metu. all right, let's see what you got. And Terrence Davis, due to Herter, you know, being out yeah. and some other stuff, got back to playing. And he got back to extending – the the minutes for those bench guys, and and we saw Malik's performances saw Malik, with, with Chemezi back in the absolutely, and and, and I'm I'm not going to say it's directly because of of Chemezi being in the lineup, but it's hard not to connect those dots. Yeah, yeah so I, I think I think knowing how do I put this, knowing who you are, knowing what your strength is right now, doesn't eliminate trying to get where you want to be. Like I I don't think they want to be this defensive. T- I know. They don't want to be this defensive team all year. That doesn't mean you have to ignore what your greatest strength is. And they've tapped into that. They've had a schedule that's helped out with that. You know, I'm not going to – they haven't faced great defenses. Mm -hmm. So if you're not a great defense, they can feast on you. And it's helped them kind of get their their vibes back, get their mojo back. I I didn't – we didn't mention it because we were off on Monday and the last game was on on Friday, but did exactly what I called for. Exactly what you called for, James Ham called for. You gotta go three and zero against these teams. Mm-hmm. They handle business at the end of that at that homestand right there, and that's what, to me, that's what good teams do. Mm-hmm. They handle business. You're not always gonna win against the top flight teams and things of that nature, but when push comes to shove, you handle business when business needs to be handled, and that's what they did last week. Went three and zero to close out that homestand and won the first game on the road uh, in San Antonio, which. Actually brings me to my next question. You talked about getting back to your superpower, scoring scoring points. And in the case of the Sacramento Kings right now, scoring a ton of them. We saw instances, well, or, or Orlando. I don't really remember Orlando. Houston in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. Houston in the second half, mm-hmm. and then San Antonio where they were able to pull away from them. Now, I, I, I – I'm aware of what I just said, Orlando, Houston, mm-hmm. Houston, and San Antonio. That's that's not exactly, you know, picks for the Western and Eastern Conference Finals right there. Did the Sacramento Kings in those games wrap up their ramp up their defensive efforts or were they playing bad teams who couldn't keep up with what they were doing? I think it's a little bit of both. Maybe that's a cop-out answer, too. But Jeez, can't get a freaking answer on this show, boy, I tell you. My but, goodness. But I, I think I think they, rap, they, they ratcheted D-Lo up. D-Lo and KC, home of the, oh, uh, maybe. <laughs> Letting them hot takes fly today, boy. Ah, damn. <laughs> I, think they, I think they ratcheted up the defense. And the, the – It's hard the to say, up, though, right? Like, it's hard to determine. Like, right. I, I was like, did they – okay, what's happening right now? Is this – is this – because you could – you sometimes you can see defense, like mm-hmm. it, it, especially with Davion. Like you see it. Oh, that, that was great work from Sacramento right there. Whether it's rotation, whether it's a steal, or whatever it is. Sometimes Houston misses a shot. Kings get out and run, and you don't really know. Did they miss a shot? Were they contested? Was it Kings rotation? Like, but it all kind of gets lumped up into a stop. Right. But it's like, what kind of stop was it? Well, even even more than that, they turned up the defense. And those other teams didn't have a Giannis or a Jokic 
where it doesn't matter, or a Luka. Where did you you can turn up the intensity on defense all you want, or a LeBron, or a LeBron, which is what we saw right? at, at they, the Golden One. Center. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't have that, or a Tony Brothers either. You know, <laughs> there's that, there's that too. But they didn't, they didn't have that, right? So they could turn it up against good teams, and sometimes it won't matter. Mm-hmm. And that's why you don't let those guys start cooking as the game builds along, because you could turn up your intensity all you want late in games if they're already cooking. Get the women and children out of the house because it's, it's too late. So those teams didn't have that. So that's why I say, yeah, they might have they might have turned up their their defensive effort, um, but they were also going up against teams who you could turn up your defensive effort and you can you can stop them. You can absolutely stop them. Speaking of turning up the effort, uh, we've got a lot more Kings talk on the way. Coach David Patrick, by the way, is going to join us uh, coming up uh, about one hour or so from right now. Jason Jones, your partner over on J Street Vibes, going to join us. Uh, final hour of the show. Ready to talk about your football team. Oh, hell yeah. We'll come back. We'll dive into uh, Super Wild Card Weekend. We'll dive into the San Francisco 49ers. Their win against the Seahawks. Uh, and, of course, the upcoming Playoff rematch mm-hmm. with the Dallas Cowboys. That's all on the way here on Sacramento Sports Leader. It's D-Lo and KC on ESPN 1320. D-Lo and KC continues. Streaming live on the Odyssey app. Well, <laughs> got to tune in for the next commercial break to see what that was all about. We're, we're booking WWE for the next couple of months. <laughs> hey, did you see... What um, Peyton Manning said yesterday in the in the Manning cast about adjustments. Yeah, I did. I loved it. I completely agree. He said, "You go back, get some oranges," and the coach says, "Let's go." That's <laughs> that's the extent of adjustments. Because I made. think they went like three and out. Peyton was like, "Oh, there go those halftime adjustments again." <laughs> and I think I, he's spot on. I happen to be watching uh, when. Um, What's my the kicker um, missed again? Hour, yeah. When when he and Peyton just got <laughs> looked like he was leaving. He just like he was so dish. He said we. I thought he played for the Dallas Cowboys for a minute. He was talking about we got to get a new kicker. We got to. Have you ever cut the? He said you. We got to cut the kicker at halftime. Yeah, I I I, I watched the Manning cast for like the first time. I use because I'm not usually around on Monday nights to watch stuff live. Mm-hmm. So I don't really get a chance to check it out. So I watched it, and the game wasn't really that close. I was doing some stuff with Ryan. Like, I didn't really lock in, but I thought it was cool. But when he said that, I was like, my brother. I think that's one of the most overused ideas. In, Halftime adjustments? Yeah. like when In people, football or just in general? Football and basketball. Okay. I wow, feel like shots we, at Mike Brown. Well, no, because I don't think that happens. These are uh, the – just at I am K Diddy. These are not the thoughts of <laughs> D'Lo and KC. Well, this is what I think happens at, at halftime. I think more than anything, these coaches say, you're not doing what we worked on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, man, Adjusting the they're whole killing game us. So let's change this. They'll be like, no, you're not doing what we worked on. Yeah. Like you need to do what we worked on better. It's basically reiterating what we talked about before the game and what we yeah. talked about at shoot around and what we talked about yesterday at practice. Yeah. I got I, I think I just think that's what it is most of the time. And I thought Peyton, Peyton was funny with it. He was like, There goes those halftime adjustments. 
I never made an adjustment in one halftime my entire life. Go back there, get a couple oranges, and the coach says, let's go. That was great. That was great. Now, now it's a technical term, right? Like, because there are adjustments make like, um, all right, guys, like, we're like we, we we plan for him in the first half to go under. Now we're gonna go over. Like that's mm-hmm. that was already part of our plan. That's an adjustment. It is, but it's it's not a sweeping like throw everything out that we worked on. Do this now. Well, that's what an adjustment is, though. That's it's what I'm not saying. an entirely yeah. new game plan. It's yeah. like ah, uh, just just a little yeah. little tweak, absolutely a little change. Uh, well, I don't know what halftime adjustments the San Francisco 49ers made, but they beat the absolute crap out of the Seattle Seahawks in the second half. Uh, 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 just a ridiculous play at the end of the first half oh, allowed Jimmy. Seattle uh, to go up uh, by one headed into headed into the locker room, and that was pretty much the end of Seattle's day. Yeah. Uh, San yeah. Francisco controlled everything on both sides of the ball after that. Absolutely. Did you did you did you like my uh my my live tweet story on IG? It's the yes, gamut I did. of emotions. Yes, I did. <laughs> Cuz at one point I was sitting there like, "Bruh. Bruh, well, hold on, man. Come on, man. DK killing us, man. What are we doing?" I'm not going to lie to you. When Jimmy did that and they went to the half down one. Mm-hmm. I said, "Oh, come on, man. I like this." Not like this. Because even when, even when they were down 14-13, I was like, damn, let them back in the game. But the whole game plan was get the field goal at the half. You got the ball coming out. You'll be in the lead. I was like, all right, cool. And then Jimmy does that, and, and the kicker makes a 75-yarder. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's not – he made it from 75. It could have went 80. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, d- damn, 58 is just nothing. Huh? Okay, cool. I was like, man, damn. All right, we got to see it, but – in the second half, they started off doing what they needed to do. That's to get back to establishing the run. Common Brock Purdy down a little bit. And the play of the game was uh, Omenicu, uh and Nick Bosa from forcing a fumble. Because mm-hmm. even after even after the um, score to go up by six, I think it was, Seattle was moving down the field. They had a drive going on. Mm-hmm. Looked like they were going to get some type of points. Yep. But that play right there was the play of the game, yep. and it was all downhill after that. Um, I actually I didn't feel the way that you did when they went into the half that way mm-hmm. because my first thought was he's getting cussed out right now. <laughs> that That's not happening again. Mm. That type of mistake's not happening again. This defense is going to come out. Now, I didn't think they would run them off the block like that, but I wasn't concerned about where the 49ers were. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, okay, that's about as bad as it could probably get. Yeah. And, yeah, you're right. That, 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 that forced fumble right there changed everything. And it felt like that opened the floodgates. Yeah. Like that, just all of the, all of a sudden, Debo's running for 140 yards uh, yeah. uh, on a play, and uh, just everything is 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 hitting on all cylinders. Chris, I can't remember if this was the first or second half. Chris McCaffrey, he had like a 66 yard. That was first half, yeah. Yeah, they, second, I mean, they, 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 that team was just they were that offense. I should say, excuse me, they were. I, I, I was comfortable where they were. I I I look at this this 49ers team, and first of all. 
I mean, sure. Pat on the back. Okay, good. Game played out exactly how I said it was going to play out. So it's going to be close in the first half. That didn't stop me from pacing around the house. <laughs> yeah, you didn't look awfully confident <laughs> that, on your IG that stories. That did not stop me from pacing around yeah. the house, even though I yeah. said, hey, this is how the game's going to play out, and this is the second half. Mm-hmm. No, I was still pacing. <laughs> I was still pacing. I was uh, stress-eating candy. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> were you eating like Sour Patch were, Kids or something? Like, Skittles? Like, what were you eating? It's Trill and Elk Grove and, and, and Jazzy 5 went over there in the living room with me. They, and I, at halftime, I went into the cupboard, got to, got some Kit Kats. Oh, my. <laughs> and Brought out the hard stuff. Goodness gracious. <laughs> I said, oh, man, I was stressing. I was like, ah, oh, this can't happen. But I was pouring bourbon over the weekend, and Kenny was stress-eating <laughs> Kit Kats. <laughs> but the game played out how I thought it might because – Seattle was going to be ready to go, but the Niners ended up making a play when they needed to make a play. And like you said, it opened the floodgates for that second half. I think they scored 25 unanswered uh, in that second half against against the Seahawks. Mm -hmm. And I've got a – I feel like I finally got a pulse. Yeah, Seattle didn't score until that that garbage late. Yeah, no, no, no. We we barely even count that. But I feel like I got a pulse on this 49ers team. And this goes into this weekend against the Cowboys. Big-time matchup. Big-time matchup. I thought about it. I'm not going to go there just yet, but I, I got feeling, I got a feeling to say this is for the Super Bowl. This is who's going to the Super Bowl. Because I would feel confident, no, no disrespect no, to the but Eagles. But you're about to disrespect them. I think these are two best teams in the NFC. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I agree. But still, it's just the way you're saying it is disrespectful to Philadelphia. Part of that is, by the way, is I don't know how healthy Jalen is. Like yeah. I know he's back, but right. that like that's that's a huge that's a huge factor in all right. this. No, no, it is. It absolutely is. But I, I, I don't look, need to be convinced how good Philadelphia is. They're good. They're but good if Jalen's less than a hundred percent, it's tough. Yeah, it's tough for me. Absolutely. But I think these are the two best. I think this is going to be this is a fifty fifty game. I. I, I don't like them, obviously, but I ain't no hater when it comes to the Cowboys. I think the roster's talented. Um, they've got playmakers. Dak, I don't trust him, but that doesn't mean he's not a good quarterback, and he mm. balled last night. Mm. He, he, was, he was locked in last mm-hmm. night in one of the biggest games of his career. He balled out. Indeed. Um, I think it's a, a 50-50 game, maybe 60-40, 49ers, but it's a close game either way. But it, when I talk about the post – that I have on the 49ers. It's kind of, I don't want to say simple, but I look at it like this. If you can't stop their run game, you will not beat them. If you can't stop them from running the ball, you can't beat them. And that's kind of relatively elementary, but everything they want to do is on the run game. When it when it got time to, hey, like Seattle's playing, we got to get back to what we're doing. They had like an eight-minute drive where they yep. ran the ball like ten times. I think that's the. I think that's one of the most important notes about the San Francisco 49ers is when you run the ball, you dominate the clock. Mm-hmm. And I've never been on a football field before. That's got to have a psychological impact when yeah. you're on the other sideline and you can't get on the field for ten game minutes mm-hmm. 
much less whatever real-time minutes that amounts to be counting penalties or timeouts or whatever may happen along the way. Mm-hmm. That, that is a, that's a stamp right there of a, of a team that can win a Super Bowl. Yeah. And, and Which is something Dallas should be able to do, but it feels like they've struggled with as of late. Yeah, but here's the, here's the thing about this game. I don't think Dallas, their, their strength on defense is getting after the passer. They don't mm-hmm. stop the run. I think last time I checked, they were like, I don't. I wish I had it in front of me, but I think it's like 22nd in the league against the run. Okay. That's not how you beat the 49ers. It's not how you beat the 49ers. Because I was listening to something today, and they were like, you know, they, they, um, you know, they can get to party. Like, people think about this all wrong. You mentioned it last week. You were like, if the 49ers lose, it's not going to be because of Brock Purdy. Like, oh, we're going to get to party and put pressure – that ain't it. Mm-mm. You have to stop the run. And if you can't do that, you are going to be food for the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan. And Micah, Micah already tweeting. Micah already tweeting. He, he a lion. He really should. He a lion out here. He shouldn't do that. I'm going to tell you right now. And I like Micah. He's a, he's a hell of a ball player. Kyle Shanahan going to have his head spinning on Sunday. Kyle Shanahan. Once again, if they can't stop the run, Kyle is going to have his head spinning like Beetlejuice. <laughs> oh, my. That's a odd <laughs> reference, but okay. It's going to be spinning on Sunday. I uh, I, I, I have I, – I, I want to talk more about that, uh, but I want to get to Daniel first. Phone lines are open for you. Uh, get in, be a part of the show, 916-909-1320. Daniel, what's going on, man? Hey, guys. Uh, I'm so hyped for this game. I – I haven't been this hyped for a Cowboy. Um, I wasn't hyped last year about the Cowboy game. But mm. they don't learn. They don't learn. They're, they're talking crap already. You guys won your first playoff road game <laughs> since 1992. And you're talking crap to the 49ers. Seriously? Their fans suck. Oh. Their owners suck. Oh. Their players suck. They can't shut up. I hate them worse than Seattle. You guys <laughs> suck. I can't wait till the Niners beat them. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah, get Daryl get some air horns. Get Daryl get some air 49er horns. 49er fans. Rack them. Rack them. Man. 40, 49er fans. They, Let's go. They got time today. <laughs> My goodness. That's what I'm talking about, Daniel. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, they're here. You're, you're, you're right, by the way. Uh, Dallas ranks 22nd <laughs> against the run. The San Francisco 49ers rank? First. Second. Second. Who's first? Tennessee. Mm. Okay. Well, well, all right. Didn't have no. they didn't have opportunity Not to show that in the, in the in the play. Well, they didn't have a quarterback. You mentioned um, it wouldn't have mattered. Give me a break. I you, mean, it looked like an incomplete pass, but eh, this whatever fumble. <laughs> yeah, that was a. Whew. <laughs> um. You stole my train of thought. Now I'm thinking about that incomplete pass <laughs> and what I said immediately following the incomplete pass. Classic. Brock. Iconic. Brock Purdy. That's what I was. Brock is is Brock Purdy is tiptoeing in the Sacramento Kings territory right now. Mm. In that at some point, whether you're the athletic or you're ESPN. Or, 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 or you're going to have to take the step that J.J. Reddick took. You're going to have to admit that the Kings are good 
and that you've been wrong about them. You're going to have to admit that this isn't an early season success. We're halfway through the season. This is the highest scoring team in the league. Mm. With Brock, it's okay. I, I get it. You want to reference where he was drafted. It's, okay. It's part of the story. Mm-hmm. All right. It, it's certainly part of the story that they've lost their, 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 their two quarterbacks. Like I, I feel like that time for that stuff that's over mm. those are regular season stories it's like it, do, it doesn't matter now no one feels bad for you mm-hmm. uh baltimore n- damn near won a game without lamar jackson mm. the miami dolphins damn near won a game without tua tonga Vilo. you have quarterbacks it's not unprecedented for court for, for teams to play without their starting quarterbacks yeah. what might be unprecedented is how well that he's playing and that's the story the story is brock purdy so waiting for that slip up Waiting for them. Oh, okay, this is going to even itself out. Oh, okay, this isn't real. It's not coming. It's not happening. It's like we were talking about. The 49ers will not lose to the Seattle Seahawks because of Brock Purdy. The San Francisco 49ers will not lose to the Dallas Cowboys because of Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. He's shown enough in this time. to. That's, he's, that's not the type of quarterback that he is. That's not what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. And... Heading, like, okay, I'll even give you the first playoff game. It's a done story now. Mm -hmm. He's the starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. It's Brock Purdy and it's Dak Prescott. There's the story. There's the focus. If the Cowboys think, oh, we're going to shake this this, 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 uh, uh, third-string quarterback, if they think we're going to shake this Mr. Irrelevant, that's not happening. Mm -mm. You're not paying attention. That's not a storyline heading into this game. He has proved to be – too composed in every big moment that he's been in. He hasn't lost as a starting quarterback. Christian McCaffrey hasn't lost with the Dallas Cowboys since spending more than two days with them. Hmm. I mean, this offense, the only thing that has drowned out how good the San Francisco 49ers offense is, is that their defense is absurd. It's crazy. That's the only thing that is keeping us from talking more about what Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel and Brock Purdy are doing in in this stretch because we're talking about what uh, Bufanga and Bosa and Fred Warner and all these all pros are doing on the other side of the ball. Hmm. It's the most dangerous team in the NFL. And and I know. It's the most dangerous team in the NFC. Dump that. Just run that part back. It's the most dangerous team in the NFC. I'm holding. I'm holding off on the NFL just just a little bit. Well, the 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 other thing about that is you talk about the defense oh, and like the NFL too. It might be the NFL. I mean, Man, I, uh, look, the quarterback play is better elsewhere. I don't know. I mean, God, Buffalo's got to be the closest. What? I I mean, when you talk about the receiving core, oh, I thought you meant like Buffalo is the, is the other dangerous team. Yeah, Hell and, no. no, I it, it's Kansas City, and, and that's I, and I think City that's because the 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 um the quarterback is so far above everybody else. The quarterback is erratic. Well, he's very he's good, very. That's talented. what makes him great. He's he's talented, but he'll he'll give it to you. He'll give it to you. Can you take advantage? I don't know. It's kind of like what Cowboy fans and, and radio people last year were saying about Jimmy Garoppolo, and they were right. They end up being right. They're like, Jimmy gonna give you he gonna give you a couple opportunities. Yep. Can you take advantage? Yep. That's how I feel about Josh Allen. And I said it on, mm-hmm. on Sports Sunday, and I wanna be clear. I'm talking on the field. He got a lot of Brett Favre in him. 
gunslinger. Mm. I'm going to just do whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just do whatever. I, I don't care how this turns out. I'm, I'm the gunslinger mm. on the field. Nobody should be Brett Favre off the field. Except a prisoner. That's it. Brett Favre should be serving time in Oswald Correctional Facility. <laughs> That's right. It's a fictitious place, but he should still be there. <laughs> That's right. But I yeah, think, I mean, they're, 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 they're good. I don't think they're going to win this week. But they're good. I think KC is is the other dangerous team. But here here's the other thing. Can can I can I can Go you ahead. hit the Absolutely. pause button on that? Because I was really hoping Stanley would call. Because this is like the is this, he here? this oh he here this is, is he here? oh he here here this is I I love what Stanley's been about, committed Stanley? to this forever nine one six nine zero nine thirteen twenty Stanley how you feeling? What are we talking about Stanley? I'm feeling a whole lot better than now your boy uh, Tom Brady feeling right now. <laughs> How's that I'm my boy? A whole lot better than that. <laughs> I guarantee you. And you know what? All I got to say is Joe Barb, this Purdy or Purdy or Purdy or whatever his name is, all I know is this. He's going to be looking like the Mr. Irrelevant that he is. Because Michael Parsons don't play that. He don't play that, okay? What did Michael do last year? What did he do last year after all that talking? We're not talking last year. All right, we talked this year. Brady was along the same lines as you. Earlier in the year, they beat the Cowboys. Okay, they they, they ran out of time. Okay, he didn't look so good last night, did he? No, they ain't no good. That team ain't no good. Okay, yeah, and guess what? The 49ers are about to find out something, too, about Mr. Purdy. The whole team is about to find out something. Hey, Stanley, I'm going to tell you right now. You about to step up the varsity. All right, you played JV last night. Mm-hmm. You about to step up the varsity. Let's see what y'all got. Let's see what y'all got. Okay. Y'all good. Y'all good team, Stanley. You're right. You're, you're, right. you're not. You're not good enough to beat the Niners. You know what? You're not good enough to beat the beat. Niners. I want you to be like your network colleague Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> that is Come my in here colleague. begging on your knees. <laughs> Come in here begging on your knees. Come Monday. I'm gonna be right here and say I told you so. Uh, hey, you gonna be here when it when it don't go that way? You gonna call me? I'm gonna be here. I, I, I'm gonna answer the bell, bro. Okay. But this All is right. this, this Mr. Jerry Jones' show here. Oh, you, that that gives me even oh, more confidence. Oh. That gives me even more confidence, oh. Stanley. That oh. gives me even more confidence. Stanley just cut me a little bit with the Jerry Jones <laughs> reference. Ugh, man. Uh, let's 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 grab Bobby real oh, quick. Oh yeah, yeah. Nine one six nine zero nine thirteen twenty. What's happening, Bobby? <laughs> Stanley, that's I mean, Cowboys fans are uh they're obnoxious, man. I mean, this is the thing about us, <laughs> us being real. We at least don't act like we're going to be in the Super Bowl every year cuz we have some common sense and some awareness of the league. These dudes like they act when they know they got a 8 and 8 squad or 8 and 9 squad with an extra game. It's like y'all have not been relevant since I was a little boy. That's the last time you won a Super Bowl. I think I was like 7, 8 years old. So I just I don't understand why they get all this. And, yeah, Dak played good against a terrible team. And Mm -hmm. I love, like you said, Casey, Purdy is not our weakness, man. This dude is – I keep trying to naysay him, and I was a D1 college quarterback. He's special, man. You can't Mm -hmm. teach what he has. You cannot. The the only weakness the Niners have, like that I would classify as a weakness, is possibly the secondary. Possibly the secondary. And maybe Dak and C.D. Lamb and all that, they can take advantage of that. I don't know. I don't know if they can. I don't know if they can because what's going to happen, they, the, the Cowboys can't get behind the 49ers because if they get behind on the scoreboard, 
Niners are running the ball effectively or whatever. That's going to make the Cowboys one-dimensional. And that's when that defensive line gets after you. I'm telling you, the whole thing – and the Cowboys are a good team. The Cowboys are a good team. I, 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 don't, I don't got no shade for them. Just, just keeping it real. They're a good ball club. They can't stop the run. And if you can't stop the run against the Niners, I don't think it's going to happen for you. Cowboys got to play perfect on Sunday. I hope whatever just happened over the last, like, seven minutes of the show, I hope this goes on all week. Oh, it's going on all week. Where are the rest of you Cowboys? Hey, I heard my Uncle Eddie called in last week. He a Cowboys fan. Where you at, Uncle Eddie? Where you at? Let's talk. Let's talk. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. Cowboys. It's the 90s all over again. I'm having where, a flashback. Where's, where my cousin Gary at? Gary, where you at? Call in, Gary. Call in, Gary. I want to hear from you. It's nine. Gary was the same one. He, you know, that's my cousin. I love my cousin Gary. But he, he uh, I, he's like, he's my mom's first cousin, right? They're the same age. 1994, 95. It was January 95. The, the Niners go up 21-0. Little 10-year-old Kenny picks up the phone, calls Gary. How you like that, Gary? Click. Hangs up on me. Call me now, Gary. Call me now. Kenny Caraway and family continues here on Sacramento Sports Leader, ESPN 1320. D-Lo and KC continues. Streaming live on the Odyssey app. Live on the Odyssey app, live on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook Live as well. Wherever you're uh, listening, we appreciate it. If you're watching, uh, we appreciate it. If you're listening and you want to go back and watch, uh, you could do that shoot too. Our shows are available on demand on YouTube and Twitch and Facebook Live. Uh, also available via podcast wherever you get podcasts from. Are you okay over there? I don't know if I'm making it to Sunday, man. I'm not confident you are. In fact, I'm, I'm not confident half the people listening to this are. I don't know it's, if we're gonna make it to Sunday, man. This is what we try to tell people, like <laughs> it, it, with with football. Like it's great to have a, a big a big rush of. 49ers fans but there's cowboy fans out mm-hmm. there there's giants and eagles like this it, 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 when it comes to football it's not like the kings there are i think there are more kings fans than there are here any other yeah. basketball team and that includes the warriors and the lakers but with football you know there are absolutely a lot of 49er fans here but we've already gotten calls from cowboy fans there's a ton of cowboy fans in the chant y'all are turned up for this like it's happening at the golden one center come on, man come on this is this is big time. This is big time. I, I, I'm trying to. I don't feel like you were this amped up last year. I was hyped last year. Okay, I was hyped. Maybe I, I just I blocked it out. That was definitely hype. I, I might have. But I, I was just I was just sitting back, and I'm gonna get to the point this year where I just this week, excuse me, where I just you know, I look at Michael Parsons, and, mm. you know, trying to indoctrinate his style. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Mm-mm. Like all, all that. It's, you know, it's a shame you, know, you don't have a soundboard in front. I'm of you. gonna figure out a way to get that. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna figure out to get that played. Yeah. You know, the Nicky Bonds, the Hustlers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm going to look at them do all that, and I'm going to just sit back. I, I see Cowboys fans talking crazy right now. I, I see them talking crazy right now. I'm just sitting back. I'm just sitting back because I already I, know y'all can't stop the run. And if you can't stop the run, you can't beat the 49ers. You better do something in the offseason. You better figure out something in the offseason because this ain't going to work. Here's, here's the, the one – Here's my Tuesday take. Now, this may change Wednesday, may change Thursday, may change Friday. And I'll admit that it's changed. No one stopped Christian McCaffrey yet. 
And that's all it boils down to me. Christian McCaffrey in 97. Two of the most impactful players on a football field Mm. play for the San Francisco 49ers. And we knew, I think we knew, this matchup was coming. This was happening in the playoffs. I think we both talked about it in the middle of the season. I think Dallas knew that this was coming. And I think Dallas knows they walked into that game last year in their home building scared to death. And they have had one thought all year, Mm. and it's shaking that. And and I'm not going to say teams go into postseasons or regular seasons saying, I want this, Mm -hmm. I want that. In their private moments, they wanted to play the San Francisco 49ers. And and I think I I heard something or read somewhere Mike McCarthy said that. He said not the whole thing, but he said he thought last year his team was nervous mm-hmm. last year in that game mm-hmm. and in that moment. The, you could see it. You could see them walking onto the field. They were scared to death. I don't know if it was the bump box or uh, it was Super Gremlin. I don't know what it was. <laughs> the Cowboys were scared to death last year. Mm. And here's and here's and here's where where I'll give them. I don't think that's going to be the case this year. I don't. I think you're going to get a completely different Dallas Cowboys team on the football field than you got last year. I think you. I think they're not scared this year. I think they really believe that they can beat the 49ers and they will beat the 49ers. I think they're in for a rude awakening because you just mentioned it. Mm-hmm. They ain't played Christian McCaffrey last year. Mm-hmm. They played Jimmy Garoppolo last year, and Brock Purdy isn't Tom Brady or or Joe Montana or Dan Marino, but people need to remember what Jimmy Garoppolo did in that game. (laughs) Jimmy Garoppolo almost single-handedly gave it back. He missed about three touchdowns Mm -hmm. with Ayuk just burning Trayvon Diggs. Like, he wasn't great. And if you get somebody that's actually good, I'm not even saying uh, Purdy's got to be great composed he just needs to here's another thing for Dallas history shows you can you can you can pressure Dak into mistakes Mm -hmm. brief history history nonetheless you haven't been able to do that with Brock Purdy yet Mm -mm. Mm -mm. those those are those are the now I'm I'm, I might change how I feel uh, tomorrow or Thursday or Friday but right now I feel like a lot of the there's just a lot of little little boxes I'm checking along the way that I feel like are in San Francisco's favor. I think so too. It doesn't it doesn't mean that the Cowboys can't beat the 49ers because I think they can, but I think they have to play as close to perfect as they possibly can to beat them because just the, the I they it's played a bad pretty matchup. damn well yesterday. Yeah, they did. They played they played really good yesterday, but they also. Went up against a, a, a special teams, notwithstanding. Special poor guy. Yes. Yeah, I, feel, I it, it it legit got to the point where I did feel for him. Yeah, like, oh, okay, this guy. this it, it it it's not funny anymore. <laughs> like, dude, make <laughs> make make an extra point. But they they can't if they can't. I keep, I'm gonna say I'm gonna sound like broken record all week. They can't stop the run. They don't have a shot because that sets up everything. Number one, Kyle will continue. Kyle's not like. Um, these random coaches who you're running at five, six yards mm-hmm. a clip. Mm-hmm. And, but now we got to get these pass plays in. Kyle will run mm-hmm. nine out of 10 plays. Yeah. Like he will bludgeon you <laughs> into submission. So there's that. But that also 
one of the things that happened in that second half that helped with the explosion. I think the Jennings play, I believe, was play action. The Debo play was play action. I think the pass to Elijah Mitchell was a straight pass. But it opens up the play action game crazy once they start establishing the run. And the, and the Cowboys don't have the corners or the linebackers. That's why I said they had going to be on a swivel. How they, What they going to do with Debo, Ayuk, McCaffrey, Kittle, and Jennings? They'll be the first ones to figure it out if they do figure it out. Mm. Cowboys got to play perfect. Maybe get some turnovers. That's that's always the great equalizer. Got to get some TOs. Did the, did the Seahawks get any turnovers? I can't remember. I don't think so. I got it right here in front of me. Yeah, place. there was a uh, – was it a fumble? No, no, no turnovers. No turnovers at all? No turnovers. You got you to gotta turn – you got to stop the run, yeah. and you're going to have to make some turnovers to beat the 49ers. You allowed them to play a clean game, it's curtains. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. You can't let them play clean. Yeah, you can't let them play clean or else the world will open up on you in the second half and mm. you'll you'll be standing around wondering what happened. You're listening and that and then and I just can't wait for the inevitable shot of the owner's box. <laughs> oh, they were Oh man, they were in the owner's box heavy last night. You want night. a multi you want a you you want a you want a ESPN <laughs> mega cast just fixate a camera on Jerry's box. That's that's I just want to I just want to watch that owner's box all day. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.